With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack. It's a new dropper. And now Kedem in the middle. Dropper goes. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's Friday, probably you listen to it. If you listen to it after, you need to start listening to it earlier. But I'm Daniel Sock, and this is Chessie Hour. I am joined by Jerry, who is almost you're almost missed the Chessie Hour now. Like you're missing <laughs> your mount, you're the mount of Chessie Hour. Go through it. How you doing, bro? Consistency and work rate, man. That's all you need. Hey, good man, and good talent, man. and talent too. Don't hey. don't play yourself. Hey, t- right, talent's cool. not important, man. You've been putting goals in the system. Don't worry, it's cool. <laughs> Alexis, um, I'm always it's always a pleasure to have you on. One of my favorite kind of non-Chessy hour creators. I like hearing you talk about Chelsea, and it's not just because your opinions align with mine, but it probably is just because your opinions align <laughs> with mine. Yo, Alexis, how you doing, bro? Not too bad, brothers. Great to be on. Uh, I like how you guys treat me when I come on and I enjoy myself every time. That's why I'm back. Okay, so let's talk about Chelsea. I feel like I haven't done one of these pods in ages and the Christmas period and the game's coming so super fast. Just that alone means we've got loads to talk about. But then for it's Chelsea. It is Chelsea. And for some reason with Chelsea, we can't have a drama-free season. If it's not a transfer ban, if it's not, you know, a manager getting sacked, we were doing a patron 
um, and I think Babs talked about it in the main pod. We were just doing a, a patron about tactics because it seems like we're on the worst form like ever, and everybody's even thinking, okay, maybe Tuchel's going to get sacked. But we've only actually, like, I think lost one game um, in the recent, like, most one of in it, twenty, I think. Yeah, it's been draws that has been killing us. But and so, like, at that point, most Chelsea fans were just thinking, okay, cool. How do we sort this? But then. Out of the blue, and I know it feels like old news, but we have to cover it. And I hope I'm hoping Jerry and Alexis, you've got some things to bring to the table on this discussion. But the Lukaku thing came out of the blue. It came literally out of the blue. We were doing a patron on it, and do you know sometimes when something comes out and you think, okay, it's not a big deal, but then it it got into basically the major storyline. So um, obviously, your Chelsea fans listen to this. Your Chelsea fans on this podcast, Alexis and Jerry, but. The first thing that came out was Fabrizio's comment um, about Lukaku saying something like, this is the right time for me to do this. Um, I love Inter fans and I'm going to go back to Inter soon. And then I'm like, what the fuck? So so this whole Lukaku situation, um, Alexis, when you first started, when it first started to happen, what were your thoughts? Man, I was shocked, but um, the denial in me started saying, oh, there must be something wrong with translation. So I didn't tweet anything. I held back. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? He went abroad to Italy. Yeah. The translation's wrong. I was like, whenever you translate English into Russian or Russian into English, yeah. never comes out right. This isn't true. Yeah. Something got misquoted. They're just trying to make him look bad. But it Jerry, got worse. It got Jerry, worse. Okay, so we're just going to focus on the first thing because that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't one of those those Lukaku defenders. You know, all those people were like, no, nah, it's just mistranslation, mistranslation, bare people. There was actually people actually acting cocky by the end of the night. Like, oh, you fell for it. It's the mistranslators. So, Jerry, like, how did you respond to it when you first consumed that news? After you kind of processed it, did you think, oh, actually, you know, it's probably just mistranslation. It's not much of a big deal. How are you feeling? Do you know what? For me, it was just confusion. Like, it was like, number one, why has he done this interview? Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, Fabrizio uh, Romano was putting his own spit on it. Um, as, a, as a writer myself, I'm well aware of the, the, spin, <laughs> the spin you can put on any story. Like, um, So, I mean, I took it with a pinch of salt. And um, I think I, I didn't even see it, like, firsthand. My friends were sending me it. They were like... They're like, bro, you see what Lukaku said? And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, we, yeah. I, 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 that was my first awareness of it. And as I saw the quotes, um, I was, I, I didn't even know what to think. Like, okay. I wasn't, I, I wasn't like hurt or like, like, I was just confused. Okay, okay. So, Jerry, are you saying um, from now, forget about all this, what you, your first thoughts were? Are you saying that Fabrizio was kind of doing a bat that he misrepresented what Lukaku was saying? And Alexis, I want to come to you as well, but I just want to clear up. Where's their mistranslations? It's more creative license. Okay. Right. So framing the words in a certain way, like putting stuff in brackets that paint a certain picture. Um, Jerry, do you speak Italian or do you, can you read Italian? Uh, no. So how do you, how do you know? That was a mistranslation. So I'm not talking about mistranslation. I'm talking okay. about so Dated. obviously, obviously seeing see, seeing the interview. So seeing yeah. what he said, yeah, um, and then seeing the way he said it, and then yeah. thinking back to how Fabrizio presented it. Okay, 
you can see like little like okay i'm gonna highlight that not say that i'm gonna highlight this mm. so it's, it's not really like he's not really lying he's just right. painting a picture having fun with er- the, yeah having, exactly having fun with the truth Alexis, exactly. i want to come to you i want to come to you do you feel like fabrizio made it into a storm or do you think it deserved to be a storm it was always going to be a storm yeah it was always going to be a story. Yeah. Lukaku was coming out and talking to his ex while he had a girlfriend on Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lukaku was openly confessing his love for someone else. Yes. And a lot of people will try deny it. A lot of people will try beat around the bush because they don't want to be the side chick. But Chelsea had a side chick in this situation. So do you blame, and, do you blame Fabrizio at all? No, no, no. Because he's a journalist and he's allowed to... He's allowed to report it as much as we're allowed to discredit it or accept it. Yeah. And I, I don't think what he done is wrong at all. He didn't make it up. Those quotes were real. Yeah. You can't put a tone on it. You can't put a tone on text. The way you read it is the way you read it. You can put it in caps. You can put it in Go on, Jerry. I think, I think, so what, what, the, what I'm more talking about is, obviously, if you, if you take the interview as a whole, Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of understand what he's trying to do, what he's trying to get across. What's he trying to get across? Because um, all I got, all I got, Jerry, before you go, all I got, because I, re- I actually remember when he first came and he came back to Chelsea and he did the same shit about, oh, this whole, the romantic side of it. I want to come back, 18 year old, and I came to the bridge and posters on my wall. And when he came back, do you know what he said? He said, I want to retire at Chelsea. But in that interview, do you know what he said? He said, I want to go back to Inter Milan so something has changed. And that's why it's a story, because when he came back, he said, OK, cool, I'm older now. I've kind of done my journeyman stuff and I want to retire at Chelsea. Then he done an interview three weeks ago, whenever, whenever it was, and he said, I want to go back into Milan. So something's changed. So now, Jerry, you talk, what do you want to say? Why do you want to defend the Cassidy? I'm not defending him at okay. all. I'm just saying, when I, when I, when I saw the interview, um, when I saw like the wider context start to come out, I kind of understood what he was trying to get across. What was I understood? I understood he was trying to say, "Oh, I love Inter, like um, I love the Inter fans, all of that kind of thing." Um, I don't get me wrong. I like I, I like I heard that interview as well. I remember the pictures of him touring around Stamford Bridge, saying, "Oh, I'll play on this pitch one day." And I mean, if you've just come and start to like start, you've achieved your dream. You had that chance at Chelsea. It didn't come through. You've achieved, you come back, triumphant return and all that. Um, big money move. Uh, I couldn't understand it, which is part of the source of my confusion. But listen, I, I'm not one of these guys who's ba- who's fooled by these professional footballers. Like, this is a job, first and foremost. Okay, like, all I'll say is this, though. Tuchel came to Chelsea back in the January, February tw- 2001, uh, 2021, sorry. Four months later, he's winning us the Champions League. Lukaku comes to Chelsea, four months later, he wants to go back to Inter Milan. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not... And the worst thing is, my thing is the worst thing, Alexis, you kind of chime in on it. In fact, let me ask you this before I get into all of that. Jerry, did you actually back the Lukaku signing? No, I I wanted Haaland. You wanted Haaland. Good man. If not Haaland, was you happy with Lukaku? I wasn't until the Arsenal game. Oh, so... I thought thought he'd do that to every defence. But it hasn't worked out like that. But so, but forget about before the season started. Before the cafe paid for us, um, you still didn't want it. No, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of money for a twenty-eight-year-old. Fair enough. Fair I enough. thought our attacking. I thought we needed a, a different type of attacker. Okay. It, 
I was ready. I was, I was ready to give him a chance. I just wanted to, for the audience, I wanted to give context of where we're coming from. Because I know, Alexis, I don't think you've been the biggest fan of the signing. I was I'm on record on touchlines of saying, I don't, I don't want him. We should have never signed him, yeah. even when he was scoring. Exactly, exactly. This is what I'm saying, because maybe I should have done a better job as a host to get a mix of characters. But for the audience, I just want to, I think we're all coming from a place where we wasn't even really feeling dude in the first place. Y'all tripping. When you went in for a hundred <laughs> years, you know what I'm saying? We was in, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed that Lukaku, yeah? Remember, remember when we signed for him and he was doing all of his interviews and he, he seemed mature and he seemed like calm and it almost seemed like, okay, cool, now we've got mature. He seemed like a leader. He seemed like he was yeah, coming he into the like a leader. But, and he was, I was talking all that fake shit about I want to retire at Chelsea. I don't trust anything Lukaku says if it's not in an American accent. American <laughs> accent. Cali 2000. Exactly. Yo, yo, that's the truth. When he starts talking in his Americanism, that's when you get in the real. All of the other stuff, when he apologised, because he apologised, and he, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, this isn't an American accent, so I don't believe anything. Gio's killing me, Gio's killing me. You know the, the treatment that Pulisic gets after games, yeah. like the, yeah. the whole like American stuff? Yeah. He's starting to get that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 cool. So, Lukaku says something about Lautaro, to talk about, oh, Lautaro coming to Chelsea because he wants to play with Lautaro again. He goes, no, 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 Lauti, you stay there. I'm coming back there. Mad disrespectful. But all I'm saying is look at the timing. We all know the way football works. There's a transfer window. You cannot leave unless, you know what I'm saying, the window's open. So when Lukaku sets this interview up, and don't forget, he's done it three weeks ago or whenever, but then he said to come up just around the transfer window opening. and and the person interviewing says something about he's not happy in England. Everybody's talking about the fact that his girl broke up with him or vice versa. I don't know. This isn't really the Receipts podcast. You're going to have to listen to that. <laughs> but, but all I'm saying is, do you think that he okayed that video coming out then because he wanted to engineer a move away? Um, I think without knowing the processes at Sky Italy, I'm not, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. There's something called, called copy approval, which is where you get um a certain amount of control um and i don't think like big publications like sky italy um especially if it wasn't through his agent if it was just lukaku i don't think he alone would have had the leverage to say okay like i want copy approval um i want to i want to control when this comes out i'm not sure if he had that. but think, but but lukaku um, lukaku listen allegedly lukaku was on that organized this whole thing yeah, yeah, but what's it called? From the reading I've done on it, yeah, ESPN yeah. and Sky mm-hmm. don't allow anyone they do an interview with enough creative freedom to say what they can and can't put out or when they put it out. Okay. So he essentially had no control over what he said in that allocated slot, when it came out or how it came out. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay, so that's fair. Well, listen, I was just... I know Jerry likes to say I like to ask leading questions, but I was just throwing out there... <laughs> I was just, I'm not even trying to heap, you know, more dirt on his name. I was just throwing out there because I was thinking it is mighty convenient because it really set, it really seemed like a get out interview. And for it to come out around the time the transfer window opened, I was thinking, okay, cool. Maybe he's trying to cause a fuss. Maybe he wants to get a loan or anything like that. But it's really 100 million and four months later, for all that to come out, that interview, I think that's horrendous. I think the other angle, the, the other angle I heard was that um, obviously the season in Inter, season in Italy, sorry, mm-hmm. um, is on a break. Yeah. 
So they wanted to release it when it had the full attention of the Inter Milan fans. Yeah. Um, so that's the other angle I heard. Another reason as to why. Can we not ignore the third angle? What's the third angle? How many angles are there? I think Lukaku <laughs> loves drama. I think he no. came to Chelsea and he thought he was going to be top dog. Team was going to revolve around him. Yeah. Next thing he came in, he realized, hold on, this team doesn't revolve around no one, not even around Thiago Silva, not around Kante, not around Havertz. This isn't my team. I can get dropped. Yeah. And I think he just didn't take it that uh, in a good way and threw his toys out of his pram. Yeah. Because if we remember, do you remember um, when he missed that penalty and then he ran and he ran away? Uh, Super Cup, when he was like... Yeah. And then he ran away. And it, 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 it does seem like he's a very, very emotional guy. A very emotional guy. And um, I know one of the things that have been floated around is that he came back from injury and expected to come straight back into the team. But Tuchel was like, nah, chill, buddy. We're, we're, we're doing okay. Because if you remember, actually, when Lukaku was injured, we did we were playing some of the best football, scored a lot of goals. And so maybe it was a knock to the ego. And that was part of the reason why he'd done that interview. But listen, I just... Because Lukaku's come out and apologised, but... You call that an apology? Okay, talk on it. Why, why, why wasn't it an apology, Alexis? Because he's... He came out and said it was misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. So he's basically one thing I would have respected him by if he said, look, I I even on that Chelsea interview, if he came out and said, I apologize if I offended any of you, yeah. but my feelings for Inter are strong. I had such a special time there mm-hmm. that a part a part of my heart will always be there. Yeah. But while I'm at Chelsea, I will be the utmost professional. Mm-hmm. And he stood by what he said with Sky Italia. Yeah, but he never did that. Yeah, he backpedaled, and they fed us PR. Yeah, and we're not stupid. Like we're all, we're all online long enough. We've seen different iterations of PR from clubs. We know how it works. Yeah, they might as well have had a gun to his head, and he was smiling while he, while he was yeah. saying it. A person that's sorry thing, doesn't one, smile. One okay. Thing you have, one thing you have to consider is our generation, right? And I've seen this online of everything. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the younger non-match let, let's say the, the the match going fans are for the majority um of the older generation oh. um let's say plus 30 plus 40 right okay. and one thing i've realized is they don't understand what is good information or what is bad information they take all information to face value which is why your dad will come to you with some something some random thing he saw on whatsapp and he's like he believes it like first of all we've grown up on the internet like we we kind of understand like the little intricacies like we can recognize when something is like spin or like it's it's legit and for me i saw the initial reaction from lukaku reported that he didn't understand um, why the reaction was like so bad and so for me that apology is automatically invalid i know that's pr Mm -hmm. um so I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the report saying, oh, like he did, he didn't think it was that bad. He doesn't understand the reaction. Um, so he's only come out and, and reported, and, and sorry, and apologized because, as Tim Howard said, it's hot. He's seen that it's hot. So, That's another thing. Why yeah. on earth are you sending text messages exactly. to someone? And you know, Tim Howard wouldn't leak it without the permission of Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. There was no way someone would do that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This is why I feel like a number one, Jerry. Listen. You was talking about my generation when you were talking about that. <laughs> so you need, to, you need to be careful. But 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 with Lukaku, and I, I'll say this, I'll say this. Um, I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I lived in Manchester for a while. 
and my barber, I shared a, the same barber as Lukaku essentially. And relax the bald jokes. Yes, we're both bald, but <laughs> but Lukaku. I mean, so my barber at the time, he didn't like Lukaku. He done a number of football players uh, here, but he didn't like Lukaku. Now I don't necessarily want to because um, you know when you can't remember things accurately, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. So mm. I'm not going to tell you specifically why, but all I'll say is he done a number of professional football players here, and he said that he really didn't like Lukaku, and I think like. When it comes down to it, someone mentioned it about how I don't think the Everton fans liked him when he left. Uh, yeah. United fans don't like him when he left. Inter fans now don't like him when he left. Obviously, Chelsea fans, I don't really think we kind of liked him that, that much when he left as well. And again, he's almost ruined it straight away. And I think he's a very kind of emotional guy. Um, and so, yeah, like when he came back all those interviews, I thought, okay, cool. He seems level-headed. He seems like he's got his stuff together. But again, it's like, what's going, what is going on? He seems very Kanye-ish. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does. Just, you know, yeah. with Kanye, it's like, whoa, where did that come from, Kanye? Yeah. And Lukaku's hitting us with the same stuff. So listen, what I want to say is this. Um, will you, let's say Lukaku scores 20, because I've seen so many people tweet, he can score 50 goals, I'm still not going to support him. And all these children like, if he, if he has an all-time, like, I know that obviously we're deep in the season already, but let's say back in the, se- oh, the next half of the season, he just starts slapping goals in. Obviously, on the evidence of the last game, it might not be like that, but Alexis first. Um, would you care? Or would you just be happy that we've got um, a shoot-off? I'm happy Chelsea are winning. Um, but at the same time, I want him sold in the summer. I really okay. do. I, okay. I'm totally against players speaking out the way yeah. he did. Yeah. He... He was acting selfish and he put the he destroyed he destroyed a good chunk of the entity of Chelsea. And I think that's not right. Okay. Uh Jerry, are you the same? Fire him. <laughs> <laughs> what about it here? Do you want to um listen, I'm indifferent, man. You're indifferent. Goals. I didn't want him in the first place, so I've already accepted that he's here. Like you know what I mean? Like it's already not ideal for me. I was I, I'm already looking. That's why that's why I said sell all of these guys previously because I want another striker. I want someone else. Yeah, yeah. Do you know um, what? Yeah, I can't lie. I was kind of banning the flames of this because I was like, okay, you might be able to get him out of it. I know, like that's my problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're both, you know, heritage Africa, but still, yeah, like, he's not going anywhere, man. Like, Dan that, was investing in Vlahovic. <laughs> I you, saw the propaganda already. That contract, is too, that contract is too heavy. He's, he's not, he's, no, no, he's not no, Yeah, but what I'm saying is Conte, I don't know, maybe we can... Do you know what it is? With Chelsea, we make so many of these mistakes. And then sometimes, maybe we keep them for a season or two, then it's going to be a low for two years. And I think right now, Lukaku's on the, uh, he's on the track where maybe he stays this season, maybe even the next, then he's going to go on loan for two years. I feel like that's going to be the track. On uh, 250k a week? Robert, that's why he's on loan and we can't sell him. This is what happened, <laughs> this is what happened with Torres. This is what happened with Murata. This is probably what's going to happen with Bernard. This is what happened with Jeffinko. Murata's about to get another move. This yeah, is how we make our money back on Murata. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is we have all of these players. We, like, it's heritage at this point where we buy these players that are big names and then it doesn't work out and then they just spend the rest of their career on loan from Chelsea. It's like the Bakayoko situation. Um, and it's like when... It, when I was just saying, when we were signing Lukaku, I was like, are you sure? And I asked, I did so many podcasts trying to at least convince, because I know this, we can't really inf- uh, influence um, the decision makers at Chelsea, but I was like, are you, are you really sure? Because if if we remember, shortly after the season started, in Lukaku's um, good form, 
that's when Tuchel came out saying, I'm so happy I've got Lukaku and not Neymar and Mbappe because with Lukaku, he's professional and he's not, I don't, there's no surprise. That's the biggest load of cap now. <laughs> and no, but to be fair, you saw the pre, you saw the press conference. Tuchel kept on, do you know like when someone's lying on you and you're raising your shoulders like, I didn't know, I didn't know. That's what Tuchel's looking at us like, but he's been happy. He hasn't said any of this. That, uh, that is probably the wildest part of the whole thing. Yeah. Like the fact that he went behind, almost behind the, the manager's back. Yeah. Um, I mean, didn't say anything to his face. Tuchel was like, listen, we, no one's no one's noticed any unhappiness. He said no one in the building. No one in the building. <laughs> building. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. So one of the reasons why this whole interview, like him expressing, because he said the situation at Chelsea wasn't good, um, and maybe it was um, colourful kind of creativeness, saying with him just saying, actually, right now it's not good, but I need, to, I'm a professional, I need to work and change it around. Or it, it could have also been, it's not good, I want to get out. But one thing was clear, he said, right now the situation is not good, and he kind and of he doubled down on it. Then, so he said it. Then he said, I'm going to be a professional. Yeah. But if it doesn't fix me and t- me and Tuku will need to sit down and talk about how right. to fix it. You don't need to sit down about nothing. You're a player. Like, you play your role. Like He wants to sit down with the GM and kind of discuss it. <laughs> but, but, so, this whole kind of role thing, the Lukaku role thing, because I know this, this podcast, and me particularly, um, there's loads of habits fluid, habits fluid, habits fluid. Listen, I feel like part of this, and why I like this kind of whole saga, is because it's been vindication of literally what I've been saying. Because the thing is, uh, like, really and truly, for me, I'm about accuracy over everything. Accuracy. I don't have to be right. I just let me know whatever's accurate. I'm happy with. I don't have to be right. Now, with the with the Lukaku situation, he's now come up and expressed unhappiness with the role he's playing. And all I've ever been saying on this podcast is, listen, we've got Lukaku now, but why are we playing him in a role where he's not? You can see that we're not getting the best out of it, right? And so when everybody's saying, oh, fluid, Havertz, et cetera, et cetera, I was saying, listen, Lukaku isn't playing, he's playing back to goal, he's barely touching the ball, um, and he, we all know that Lukaku likes to play forward facing. And so for Lukaku to come out now saying I'm not happy with the role, it's not a shocker. It's what I've been trying to tell everybody for a long time. However, I kind of want to get both of your thoughts because I know, like, Tuchel said, we're not Inter. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because Lukaku played a certain way and doesn't mean he can play that way here. Um, so what is your kind of whole thoughts on this whole Lukaku role? Um, and we'll start with you, Alexis. You can't change the system for a player like Lukaku because he's not good enough to change the system for. He's not a Karim Benzema. He's not a Lewandowski. He's not even a Haaland-level striker. Where Can I just say you wouldn't it. have to change the system for those guys? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, essentially, like, if they, if it was of that quality player, you would change the system for them. I don't think he's good enough where his goals win you trophies. So that's from the first standpoint. Okay. And from the second standpoint is, I don't think Rom's been trying to get the best out of the current system he's in. So his lack of movement, his lack of showing for the ball, he's sulking. Mm-hmm. So adding all that together... I don't understand what he's complaining about. It's not like he's even given it a fair crack. It's been three, four months. Mm. It's like me going into a new job six weeks down the line saying, no, change everything to suit me because you brought me here based on my goals there. But, but it then, makes, 
He's the most expensive player for us ever. So if you came in... We won the Champions League without him. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. like, I think, you know what? There was, a, there was a video that went around. I won't mention the publication. Um, but they said the, the day after that interview, someone should have stuck a, a photo of them lifting the Champions League on his locker. Mm. Because I think that, that's a reality check of... Remember who you've joined. You've not joined Everton. You've not joined Arsenal. You've joined Chelsea, a team that wins trophies regularly. I think I know it's about. I think I saw that as well. <laughs> but without we, we don't want to publicize any other media company that's not paying us. You know what I'm saying for the for the publication. But what I'll say is this: with with Lukaku is okay. You've joined Chelsea, but really and truly, let's say you're happy because don't forget he was happy at Arsenal. I know that he asked for the pay rise, etc. But Alexis, you're in your role. You're happy there. You're calm. You like your place. You're in a senior position. And you get headhunted. And they're saying, okay, cool. We understand you. We understand what motivates you. We think this role is perfect for you. You'll be given this, that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, they've spent a lot of money getting you out of your contracts. I don't, probably doesn't happen in the real world. But you understand what I'm saying in an analogy. No, if, I understand what you're saying. They right. brought him with most probably promises. Right. But the thing is, when you change jobs or when you move clubs, you know the likelihood is you're, you're not going to get everything you're promised. And yeah. more importantly, I think he's played in the Premier League before to understand yeah. that there's not that much space in behind to do exactly what he wants. Unless he wants Chelsea to turn into West Ham and he can do Antonio's role, it's not going to work. Like running the channels and go to that right-hand side and then run down the wing and take... The, le- the right centre-back. Let's, just, let's just be fair, though. Let's be fair, because obviously he has played in the Premier League before. Because a lot of people talking about how he can't do what he did in Italy. Number one for me, and I've said this before, I said it before when we were signing him, I don't think what he did in Italy was that impressive. OK, his assist was up, but his goal tally without the penalties, and obviously you're coming here and Jorginho's taking penalties. Oh, damn, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so his goal tallies wasn't that impressive. And when it comes down to 18. it... Say again? 17-18. That was his goal tally, minus right. the penalties. Yeah, 17, exactly. I think it was like, yeah, so 17, I think it was. And he played like double the games, right? So that's one in two, which is what he was at Man United. So so all this new Lukaku, that's why I was skeptical about this whole new Lukaku anyway. But we've seen like at Manchester United, a lot of Man United fans was like, okay, actually put Martial through the middle because we don't want Lukaku up front. And Lukaku seems to play better on the channels. So it's not like and Man United aren't a small club and they're not a, a counter-attacking side. So I get that idea because it's with Belgium. Like, even if he's playing up front, he'll drift to the side. Uh, and with Everton, obviously, um, Martinez allowed him to go to the channel. So it's not like Lukaku is coming to the Premier League for the first time. He knows the league and he probably can see himself being playing well in a team like Chelsea, where we're on the front foot, and still doing more of the channel work because he doesn't just want to stick out. From what I understand, he doesn't just want to stick out on the right wing, but he wants he doesn't want to stay central. He wants to be able to kind of float to the right, to the left, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I and is it not a coincidence that he's only, I think, won one league title after he's left and elect, or I think any trophy one trophy since he left, if I'm not mistaken. Like is it, he's is, not a winning player. That's I think that's cat though. So what I'll say is that you always have to understand the situation. Like, Lukaku could have stayed at Chelsea being a bit part person and then collected trophies. He could have, right? Yeah, but those but, trophies don't mean nowhere near as much as okay. when you're a star. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, when you're at Chelsea, 
and you've been bought as a big young player, you have to almost rebuild your career. So you're not going to win trophies at West Brom. You're not saying you're going to win trophies at Everton, right? So the place that he should have won trophies with at Man United, but we know Man United are a mess and there's good players at Man United. And just because uh, United, like, okay, so maybe they haven't, because obviously Man United have won trophies. Um, so you're saying that when the I'm saying the big honours, as in, as in the honours that... I think he won the Europa League, right? Right, yeah. so exactly. So, so what I'm saying is, it's just he had to re- rebuild his career, right? And he did win at Inter Milan, but he had to rebuild his career, just like most people do after they leave um, Chelsea. Salah had to go to Fiorentina and then Roma. And then he went to Liverpool and it took them a while to win a big thing, but they finally done it. And I don't think it's a big criticism that Lukaku hasn't won. Almost like when people talk, tell me about Tuchel, oh, what has he won away from PSG? He hasn't won a league title. Like, yeah, you have to look at the context of the situation. So I'm not personally going to... Um, besmirch him for not winning the big title just because what about okay so titles exclude that but then when you think about his record against the bigger teams that there's just there were so many um what's the word alarm bells yeah around the signing red flags yeah the red flags around the signing and people don't want to accept it i'll give my i'll give my my assessment of before he signed obviously like i said i won in harland and the reason why I wanted Haaland is because our last season, we created a lot of chances um, and those chances were in and around the box. Mm-hmm. And my assessment of Haaland was you just give him the ball mm-hmm. with just any space between him and the goal and he'll find the gap. Yeah. And the thing is, the, in terms of the quality of finishing, like his quality of finishing, like the technique is... is so me, the variety of finishes was what really struck me with Haaland. Mm. Like whether it's a lob, what and the uh, the appreciation of which finish to 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 do at which time, that's exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. And with Lukaku, so I was watching. I, obviously, I didn't watch him at Inter, mm-hmm. um, and I was like like you, I was watching his his goals on on YouTube, mm-hmm. and what struck me was like with like ten of those goals, I was like he's not scoring them in the Premier League, like, and. For me, vindication was you know that that breakaway where Havertz played it out to him, yeah. and he ran and he ran the ball out. Yeah, now, so that's the that's the Spurs League Cup game. But do you know what? I... Now, no, but it's not even about him running out. It's the other players. So the other player, the Spurs players, running back. If you watch his goals in Italy, the players are running back, but they're not making back that much ground. But they're not making up I, that much ground. So my my thing with this whole Italy so, thing, he scored goals in the Premier League. He even. When he was, I don't yeah, know, but in, different, different types of goals, different types of goals. Okay, okay. And for me, for me, I I was willing to give him a chance because I thought, okay, we've heard all this propaganda about how he's developed. Um, he developed his touch. He's become a much more experienced player. Maybe he can apply that um, to the to the Premier League. But actually, going back originally before he got injured, I didn't think he was doing that badly. I just thought it seemed like our attackers didn't know how to how to work off him because as much as he didn't want to be a um, a focal point i thought listen guys when you have the ball play into lukaku's feet and make a run off him and you eat because there was so many there was there was so many times maybe he didn't want to do it but there were so many times where they would play the ball um to him um pick it up off him get a chance to shoot at goal 
and then they would just never do it again. They would yeah, look at him and then just not play the ball in. I think, I think, I think with the Lukaku's whole thing is, I think that yes, there's a lot of times where it's fruitful where he was back to goal and um, he was trapping it and then we were building up. But I think he was worried about being typecast about okay, this is my role in the team now. I'm just going to be doing that. And I think he wanted a more varied game. What I want to do is now, because I know you just talk about Haaland and all that type of stuff. If we were, if we were in a magical world to get rid of Lukaku um, at the end of this season, um, I, I need a name for you. So, so give me a name. And then if you say Haaland, I'm going to ask you to give me another name. You can say Haaland, but I'm going to ask you to give an, another name as well, just because it's going to be super competitive for Haaland. So we'll start with you, Jerry. If we were to get a replacement striker, who would you get? Um, in terms of profile, I like the look of um, Isaac. Okay. Uh, he really impressed me in the Euros. Yeah. And then obviously I've seen a bit more of him, mostly last season, not 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 this season, uh, um, in Spain. And I think in terms of in and around the box, tight spaces, looking for the mm-hmm. shot, that's exactly what, that's that's what we need. Yeah. Um, and okay. I think he, I think he, his profile, he's mobile. It's mm-hmm. good technically. I think his profile would do well in our. Well, I think his profile would do well in our attack. You obviously never know. Because you know what? You said you'd never know. And I think it's good to, to remember. And it's not just to both of you on the pod, but also to the listener that's listening. All this kind of, yeah, actually, we should have got Haaland. Obviously, it's difficult to get Haaland number one. And number number two, the Bundesliga attacks is real. <laughs> Let's be honest. But for, I, but for me, if there's and, anyone and, that... If there's no, anyone no, 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 no. Please, let me finish. Please, let me finish. No, no, no. Because everyone says this. I, until it happens, it's not real. This is what I'm saying. People, you have to learn. You don't have to learn by fire. And all I'm saying is, I'm not saying that he's definitely going to flop, but when it comes down to it, he might not score as many goals. People are going off, and everyone always like, oh yeah, Champions League too. Haller has scored a gang of goals in the Champions League. Does it mean he's going to beat up the Premier League? No. So Yeah, but at the same time, wait, wait, the way wait, West Ham wait, play, me, the me, way Chelsea play, I think Haller would shine in the Chelsea team. Okay, but this is why I'm saying different environments, and this is what we all have to remember. There's no promise that um, uh, Haaland is going to thrive in this environment because all different environments brings out different players. Do you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Alexis, so who would you want to replace Lukaku? First choice and then give me a second choice. Um, so, I wouldn't go down the conventional striker route. I like Joao Felix. I think there's an asset there to be attained. You put okay. Kai as false nine and you okay. put the Joao in behind. But if you're pushing me for a striker... No, no, I don't, I don't mind that, but you can tell me a striker too. Um, I like the look of, granted, I've only seen extended highlights in a few games. I like Vlahovic, what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm getting very good, like, goal-scoring pro- vibes from him. The propaganda works. Yeah, no, nah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but um, Isaac looked good when I saw him for Sweden, but it's a small sample size, and I, I saw his goals that fell off. Do you know what it is? I feel like, so, this is a shameless plug, but I've got an app out called Underrated. Check it out. Just for iPhone, not Android. But, I think what it is with a lot of people now we're so kind of governed with, with stats. Um, Babs just hollered at me earlier and he said, oh, have you changed your mind on Chiesa? And I was like, I haven't even been watching. Do you know, like, I have to watch to change my mind. But I think now we can just look at, oh, actually, they, they haven't scored in a while, therefore I don't rate them anymore. And I think I saw that with Isaac. A lot of people was hot on Isaac and then he hasn't scored for a while. They haven't even watched him, but they've just seen, oh, actually, he hasn't scored in a while, therefore I don't rate him anymore. And I'm not saying I don't rate him anymore. No, it's just I think I it's the numbers. The numbers come affiliated with the player. 
So I know it's like your portfolio when you're going to apply for a job, right? Or your CV. Yeah. You kind of have to have the numbers to get a minimum requirement of qualification. I, I, I agree. But Mark, the reason why I brought up is like with Vlavic, obviously at the beginning of the season, people don't even know. Babs came for me. I was minding my own business. And you know, when you was, I felt like too blindsided because I was minding my own business. And then um, Babs messaged in the chat, oh, Vlavic, how many goals has he scored? And I think by that time he scored like four goals and three of them was pens. And he was trying to come for me saying, you want us to sign this player? And I said, calm down. Number one, you haven't been watching him. And number two, it's early in the season. Number three, he's 21 years old. And I had to bring up because Babs is fully behind Isak. I was like, your boy Isak, who's my boy too, by the way. I was like, look, he hasn't scored four goals, but everybody's just kind of trying to fire shots at everybody's kind of portfolios, like he was saying. Download the app, underrated, again, Shemus plug. But what else? And there was one more player, by the way, that I wanted before Lukaku. And yeah. Raul Jimenez, I think he's recovering from his injury. I think he's he's in this prime right now. And I think in this system, he runs the channels. He's got good link-up plays. Got the moment of in, like individual brilliance in him. Yeah, he's not the star name that everyone would want. But do you know where it is? I don't think he would be worse than Lukaku. I think he'd do you know be where it is, Alexis. Do you know where it is, Alexis? Not the star name. Look, we stole. It felt like anyway. Maybe it just. Maybe Liverpool did good work and just realised that Werner would have been a bad purchase. But it felt like we stole Werner from Liverpool, right? And we got the name and they got Jota. Now, with hindsight, everybody knows who won and who lost that, okay? We lost it epically, right? And so I always say, I think Chelsea, because everyone's asking me, is like, why, why can't we just get a good striker? We've got all this money. And I was like, sometimes it's the gift and the curse. Some One of the reasons we... Why, one of the reasons why I think we haven't got good strikers is because we've got so much money. And it's it's the same where, do you know when you look at people that are rich, all these housewives that are rich and they can get plastic surgery and they mess up their face because they have the money. Because we've got money, we're lazy and we just go for names. And so it's not always the names that make the best transfers. Uh, we can I say this again, I think everybody kind of knows it. Liverpool... The German Klopp, obviously, he knows German players. So his first choice was uh, Gotza over, I think it was Salah, and it was Brandt over Mane or vice versa, whatever. But the problem is, is that with Chelsea, we would just say, okay, we're going to back you. Because if we don't back you, then you have excuses to why you haven't won trophy. So we're going to give you everything you need as a manager. Who do you want? We'll give it to you. And that is, I think, the wrong way to do it because... Essentially, now we're just relying on one person's knowledge. Where as Liverpool, they're like, okay, cool, that is Klopp. I understand you know about German players, but hold up, bro. We have scouted the world and we think Salah will shock everybody. And it's those no names where it's kind of like actually the work has been done. And I think with, with Liverpool, they're, they're not afraid to bring in a Jota. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the work has been done. So when you bring up um, Jimenez, I'm not going to criticise it when I've just seen Jota is way, like, we know he's way better than Werner. And I think with Chelsea, way too many times we just go for the names. And, it, like, sometimes, like, if we even look at the managerial signing, we went for Ralph. That was our first choice to replace Lampard, Ragnick. We wanted him to be the interim to potentially go for Nagelsmann. But luckily... Our first choice rejected us and we was able to get the second choice. So all I'm trying to say in this little rant is sometimes there's beauty in the second choice, you know what I'm saying? Because if we always get 
our first choice is not necessarily going to be good for us. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> we'll go. We'll, I'll put I'll put an advert in, in there so it's not as an awkward break. But we did have some games, um, and we had a Liverpool game, and then two call um, decided to drop Lukaku because there was just too much uh, noise around it. Um, so just quickly and just like a quick one without like a monologue or anything like that. Um, you think that was the right decision, Alexis? Yeah, one hundred percent. It was the right decision. I think there needs to be consequences for your words and your actions. And Tuchel put himself and the team first. Yeah, cool. Uh, Jerry, do you concur? Um, yeah, I mean, I understood the reason, the reasons he said as to why he did it. Because we we didn't win that game, so I know it's obviously like hypothetical. But do you feel like if Lukaku played that game, then we potentially win it? Mm, I think Van Dijk and Matip handled him pretty well last time. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. Alexis, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going with if buts and maybes, but I don't think we're a better team with him starting up front. So I don't think we win that game. Okay, what was your thoughts on the general game? So I think what the two things that came out, two of the biggest things that came out from that game was uh, Kante and, and Kovacic. Now, for some reason, Chelsea fans is crazy because three or four seasons in a row, every single summer, people just want to do some surgery on our midfield. And I feel like that's the area we're blessed with. And again, everyone's like, I can't wait until we fix the midfield because then we can play a 4 3 3 because we won't have to say, et cetera. But like, Jorginho has had amazing games this season. And I think the last Liverpool game just reminded people how world class a guy like Kante is. And even Kovacic, I, I see like rival fans taking in how good he is. So yeah, um, Alexis, with Kante and Kovacic, how impressed was you with their performance against Liverpool? I'm, I was impressed, but I wasn't surprised. Um, any any duo of that trio yeah. can control any game in the world. Yeah. Um, on their day, they're fantastic. And whenever we we, we used to play the four three three, yeah, I was never worried before about winning the midfield battle with those three in there because I have faith in them to retain the ball well, do the dogged work, get stuck in, be positionally aware and at the same time disciplined but at the same time have enough um of ability on the ball to carry the ball through transitions so it doesn't always have to be through passing it can be a press yeah by just dribbling around people like mannequins yeah so for me i wasn't very surprised i thought they kova and kante absolutely humiliated the liverpool midfield um they would have bet they controlled the game for us and it was a shame we didn't take our chances yeah yeah um, Jerry, we we came out of traps that game and we were bossing, but I think I watched back the earlier season and I was trying to tell all the Chelsea fan listeners, Chelsea our listeners, listen, we were okay, but Mendy has been saving us. Mendy has been bailing us out because <laughs> I know that like, everybody's going to think about Aston Villa game and maybe another game and maybe that was the Burnley or was it Redford game? game but there were like those games he made multiple saves there were other games where he made a big um save that made made that um win stay a win and made sure that it wasn't a draw now obviously we've been picking up so many draws and i think we just haven't had that same mindy that same mindy on form to make sure that we win games so um the reason why i say that is we came out of that liverpool game flying i know that 
coming into that game, it felt like form was really poor. But um, after seeing that game, Jerry, um, so do you think, because I think before that game, a lot of people were just saying, yeah, Liverpool and City, they're a whole other level, et cetera, et cetera. But after seeing that game, does that kind of give you courage that actually we shouldn't just be on the top four dogfight and we should still try to at least um, give City something to think about? Uh, no, not really. Uh, both both four <laughs> goals we scored in the last week. Um, first off, two of them were incredible finishes that I don't envision happening every week. Mm-hmm. And two, the rest were what, 1.5 own goals. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Kai Havertz finished that. I'll be honest with you. When he first hit that, I didn't know if that was going in or not. You're talking about Liverpool so, game, Spurs game. Oh, and Spurs game. So I'm talking about in the lot in the past week, the goals yeah. we scored. They, they, no matter how well we played, the same issues still remain. Um, and I think what people, I, I, I love this quote from earlier in the season where it said, like someone on Twitter said, um, "Listen, Liverpool go straight for your throat. City are death by a thousand cuts. Pick your poison." Mm. Chelsea are will we'll play in and around your box until you give us something. Um, <laughs> and I, I just don't think we can. Like, listen, we're, we're not going to play these big games every week. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to come, come against um, the low blocks, and um, I just don't think we have enough finishers. I, I just don't think we figured out the attack yet. Yeah. Um, so no matter how well we play, listen, you need more than playing well to to. To win a title, if the game was played with no goals, if this was just possession, oh, we'd we'd have won the league by now. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he needs to put the ball in back in net. Fair enough. But at the same time, I think a lot of us are underestimating how big the gap between us and City was at the start of the season because mm-hmm. of how poorly City started and how well we started. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I think it was twenty-seven points, wasn't it, or twenty-five points? Lot the gap between us last year. So we yeah, finished but- with sixty-five. But- we signed Lukaku. 80, 83 would be a great season, but I still don't think that's enough to win a league. But then, but, but then Alexis, you have to kind of think in the context of the difference between a Lampard Chelsea and a Tuchel Chelsea. And we only had Tuchel half of last season, so it will be unfair to kind of look at last season as a full reflection of what we should be doing this season. Because no, but then we did, we did how many? Things. We had nine draws with Tuchel, I think. In no, we had yeah nine draws in, in his pre- I think in twenty Premier league. league games in the in the Premier League. Yeah, I think we had nine draws in 20 Premier League games under him. Okay, no, no, but we're talking about, so last season, we didn't have... Yeah, last season, when he came in. So surely, like, that was a reflection that we were struggling to get wins, and Lukaku hasn't been the solution that we thought he was going to, or the club thought he was going to to be. Yeah, the club (laughs) thought he was going to be. So I think it's, it's understandable, like... I'm not happy with it, but I think it's an understandable point of view that we might get 83 points this year. And it's not going to be good. Yeah, you, I think it's a great season. With, yeah, you could win a title with 83. Well, you could in the past. Not yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I'm not saying. I'm not saying today. I'm not saying today, but I'm saying 83 isn't shabby at all. Um, okay, okay. So, anything else on the Liverpool match? Just because my memory's gone, was there any other significant things that we should talk about before we get onto Spurs? Thoughts on Captain America? Because there's two schools of thoughts, right? Yeah. There's he played poorly, but he got a lot of chances. And in a way, the more chances you get, probability says you're going to score more goals. Yes. Or, I... or there's the school of thought that he played poorly and those chances are going to dry out. Yes. What, like, what is your thought? Because I'm confused with him. I don't it's, know what to think. It's so interesting because it's almost like you're the chessy. I need to make sure you're not in there. Because I did a voice note, which is very similar in terms of, 
let me just say this because it's so easy now when he scores to be like, oh yeah, he gets the chances. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like with the Hudson Odoi penalty. I mean the handball um, thing. Do you remember how things changed when everyone realized that was a handball? Before it was blue murder, it was oh this and it was that, and it was bad decision making. And to be fair, even me, I thought, why has he just passed it into the guy? I just thought like that was a bad pass. But actually, he moved his hand out, and that's why I was able to get through. But it just shows you how people's opinions of the whole that can change so over an emotion kind of. And, and I think that emotion of scoring, it makes it palatable in terms of all of those misses. And this is what I just want to say with, with Chelsea fans, because I know we've had players like Salah. And when Salah was here, a lot of Chelsea fans hated him. And the reason why they hated him, because this is someone, if you look at the amount of shots that he takes, he was regularly um, in the Premier League, someone that takes the most shots. And actually, cold-hearted, when you look at stats, you want that. You want someone that's taking loads of shots, especially if they're not doing like Ziyech, which is just hitting hope, but is, you know, working a goalkeeper. You want that because that means game after game, you've got a goal for it. But for Chelsea fans, what I've noticed is, like with the Werner, because Werner had that kind of chance against Spurs where he tried to lob it. Because, like, when we're trying to win a game, there's so much on these chances. Like, we can't handle players missing. We can't handle players missing. But that's part and parcel of being an attacker. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm convinced a lot of those Chelsea fans don't watch Liverpool. Because if you watch Salah and Mane, you'll end up chopping your own head off. Exactly. But when when you see the highlights, all they're seeing is the finishing and they want that. But with Chelsea fans, generally, I've seen it with so many players, players that, I'm not talking about like the ZHs that are just like, the, the, the chance conversion is very low and they've got no hope. But when Sturridge was here, Sturridge used to shoot a lot and people was like, oh, he shoots too much, he's greedy. Salah, oh, he shoots too much, he's greedy. Then there'll be like Torres, oh, he doesn't shoot enough, he doesn't get chances enough. And it's like the anatomy of a goal scorer is someone that is constantly getting in goal scoring positions. Everyone's talking about creativity, feeding Lukaku. He doesn't have the anatomy to get that many shots off. But so with Pulisic, um, back to your question, did I like, like, it was frustrating. And I'm not, you're a fan, so... When there's a big opportunity and it's a big game, we need to score. I get the emotion, but when you have to think about it, just because it's a one-on-one doesn't mean that a player has to score. I know that like it's a great chance, but it doesn't mean that if they don't score, then it's blue murder. That's why I want to say number one. Now with Pulisic, he did have a couple of guilt-edge chances, but you have to remember that's a good sign. And you know sometimes people drag him off, drag him off, drag him off because I think people are saying that then he scores. It's a good sign when people are getting chances because. You know, at least they're finding a way to get chances. And as much as it's frust- frustrating, you just hope that the next one they're going to score. And so it was good that he did score that goal. But if he didn't, then everyone would have been um, said it was the worst. Now, here's my, my thing with Pulisic. I think we can get an upgrade because I feel like um, my problem with Pulisic, he seems like he's a bit like for someone that's a good dribbler, like he seems like he loses the ball quite often too. Um and I just, I just feel like we can upgrade on, on him. But I like, out of all of our attackers, I think he's got the, the nose for a goal the most in terms of our wide attackers anyway. Like maybe, obviously, Lukaku probably has more of a, a um, better finishing. But I think that he's got the desire to get there. And yeah, and obviously he's got that greedy streak. You have to, like, like with Asala, like these guys want to score. And I think um, out of all of our attackers, he's probably been our most potent this season. 
And what did you say, right? If I asked the both of you, next season, one player out of the front three, excluding Lukaku, gets 15 league goals. You have to get pick one. Pulisic Pulisic is the one you would pick, wouldn't you? And I don't know why. I don't know why, because he's got got the... This is what I'm saying, you can tell. When people hate greediness, like, greediness... People only hate greediness when you don't not put up numbers. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think uh, when Pulisic, it clicked for him, Purple Patch Pulisic, then everybody was so excited. But the thing is with Pulisic, and I'm not sure why, because he does have the desire to get into the good goal-scoring positions. But I just think... Do you know what it is? I, I think it's this with Chelsea. Whenever a player goes two or three games without scoring, then they get shafted out. Whereas with Mane, he'll go five, six, seven games. He went six, seven games without scoring. He scored against us. And I think with, with Chelsea, none of our players can really, really shine because they get um, rotated too much. But I do think that Pulisic has the anatomy of a goal scorer. And when I say that, it's he wants to score. He doesn't want to assist. He wants to be the one. And then he'll he'll drive to get into the box to score. Um, and it's not necessarily shooting from far. He's shooting from close range. And he's the best getting into that kind of six-yard box too, the desire to get there. I just think that he's got a, the anatomy of a goal scorer. It hasn't come to get together just yet for him at Chelsea, and it may never come together at Chelsea, but I definitely see, if you're going to ask that question, then it's probably him, because with, with Kai, Kai likes to drop deep, and he wants to be part of, you know what I'm saying, the build-up, etc. and he wants to be there. And as much as Chelsea fans criticise um, no goals... Like we saw against Spurs, we saw Lukaku and we saw Kai both play as double strikers. And Lukaku wasn't in the game. And Kai was in the game. But forget about the goal, like all this whole fluidity, that like Kai was doing way more for us than Lukaku, right? And I don't necessarily chastise him for that, but we do need someone in the box that is just caring about goal scoring. Now, it's never going to be Kai. And with Lukaku, Lukaku wants to be channel two. So this is kind of why, when, like, I want a striker that just wants to score. Do you know what I'm saying? That is just crazy about scoring. And I think that's what we're missing. And I hope we, we sign that profile. I, th- I've, I think with, with Pulisic, let me just, just say quickly, I yeah. think the, the problem with him, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the fact that he goes two, three games without scoring. Mm-hmm. I think it's his performance in those two, three games is the issue. Because listen, Mane might not score, but yeah. you, can, you can bet your bottom dollar he's going to be a problem. And the problem is, um, I think when, when Tuchel came in, he was like, oh, yeah, I know Pulisic um, very well. But he wasn't a starting. He was more of a, an impact player. Mm-hmm. And I think that was Tuchel kind of recognising that um, in terms of sustaining the performance across 90 minutes, maybe Pulisic, I don't know what it is, but he just hasn't really done it in his career. And I think it's just, um, I, listen, I wanted him to succeed, but I, I'm sorry, you can't play ab- like, absolute dog shit for three games in a row and expect to play the fourth game like I'm sorry like there's a certain level that you drop below where you become a hindrance to the team um, yeah I, I hear you I think when you drop below that level um, I, I, I can't fault the manager for dropping you so it's not, for me it's not it's not just about not scoring but there's a certain level that you have to and, and with, with attackers as well the way we play if you keep losing the ball what's going to happen is yeah. the opposition will keep countering us yeah, so yeah. at that. that point you become a hindrance to the team. I get that. I just think I think I think with Chelsea, what I want is, I think I might have said it before, but coming into this season with Lukaku as the only striker, because people talk about Havertz like a striker, he hasn't been a striker. He's been a midfielder. Like you know, what I'm saying even in terms of 
his whole play. Like he doesn't live to score. The same way like Sesk is an assister because he lives to do that final ball. How many players on our team just live to score? And do we have that person in the lineup? Mount, play, he's one of those players, but again, he has to get through midfield work. So which means, you know what I'm saying? He's shooting from range when he's playing midfield work and he's not really a goal scorer like that. We've The only profile in our squad, in our whole entire squad, that is a striker is Lukaku. So I want to see that fixed. We can't be relying on um, people that are trying to learn to be strikers, to be like to compete with, you know, Man City and etc. We need more people in our squad that actually their main thing is goal scoring. And I, I feel if, like, if you look at, if, I just want to ask you if you look at City squad, who would you say are the, the goal scorers? The like the people who Sterling. Are... So Ster- so I'd say Sterling is definitely um, a goal scorer. I think Marin. I think Mar. Yeah, I think Foden. I think Mares because like, I think with. With Mares, he's just constantly cutting, cutting because he wants to shoot. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not, oh, I want to provide, I want to provide. Like, he is, um, I think, got that mentality. Foden as well, he's a mean finisher. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but I think with Chelsea, when you look at our, okay, so we've got Ziyech, who is a hit and hoper from range. We've got Kai Havertz, who kind of wants to come deep. We've got Lukaku, actually, I don't want to be in a box. I want to be in the channels. Do you know what I'm saying? Who's that guy in the middle that just wants to score? And the closest that we've got to that is probably Pulisic and and then Mount this like today, um, but they're 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 more midfielders than they're wingers. So I just think it's poor squad planning that we don't really have strikers. And if you look at City's one, they've got four or five players that will get into double Jesus. figures. They'll get into double figures or eight nine goals. So they'll be, and those goals add up. And in Chelsea's team, we don't have many players that will. With us, it's four or five goals, six goals. And I think that's the key difference between us and them. Yeah, They're but just gonna... I think I, I think it's yeah, it's easy to say that, but like I just think when it comes down to it, I think forget about City. I just want to talk about Chelsea. And I think us coming to the season, you know what I'm saying? We've had an issue with attacking before. City didn't have an issue with the attack last season. We had an issue with our attack. And to come into the season, because then what happens? Lukaku gets injured. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even Werner, Werner, Werner's more of a channel guy. Lukaku wants to be in a channel. Havertz wants to come deep. Who's the guy that wants to just be in a box? That is a striker. We don't have that. And that's why I feel like we need to remedy, remedy that. Hey, but, he plays a left back, unfortunately. <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. We haven't covered the Spurs game. Um, we played a back four. No one knew what was happening when they saw that line. I was like, is it three, four, three? I was arguing everyone saying, no. Uh, ZH's wing back um, and then actually it was cleared up it was a little bit of both in terms of we played I think it was 4-4-2 off the ball or whatever whatever it was a little bit of hybrid system but I think a lot of people are saying oh Jorginho can't play in front of a four and, and don't forget Spurs were a big are a big team too um, so the Spurs game Lukaku played up front with Kai Havertz mm. Lukaku got to do his channel thing but he still didn't really get in the game right Um so let's talk about the attack first. Let's talk about Lukaku and Kai. Alexis, over, over to you on that. What did you think about how they fared? I thought Kai was good. Uh, I thought Kai did his generic stuff where he drops in and that people take for granted. Yeah. Uh, nice one-two, good movement to move defenders around, to create space for runners in Fluid. behind. Yeah, the fluidity. And they hate that word and I'm going to keep using it. I'm going to keep using it too. And do you know what? Some people in our squad love the ops. I'm not even going to say who. Yeah, no. but Babs. <laughs> yeah. Some, no. people, 
I don't like they got it, but to be fair, look, I don't like to assume, do you know what I'm saying? I don't like to assume it's peer pressure. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not saying that just to uh, It's too much there. time with Mariah on Sunday. This is what, That's I, what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it's peer pressure. I'm not floating that idea out there, okay? But it just feels like sometimes people just want to say stuff to make people like them. But I'm not going to assume. But I'm not going to assume. Um, no, so- but all jokes aside, you played a good game. Um, yeah. The finish wasn't convincing. Jerry's right. Um, I'm never convinced when Kai shoots, and that's a negative in his game. Yeah. I never feel like it's going to go in. I think he always tries to be too cute. Yeah. Um, all around, he had a good game, but he's unlucky, man. Whenever he gets back into the team, starts playing, yeah. something always goes wrong with him, whether it's COVID, whether it's his thumb breaking or whatever broke yesterday. Yeah. He's unlucky. With Rom, I'd rather not speak on it. Like, Okay, but you have to. You agree to come on the podcast and people are waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> Man, with Rom, it was a typical Rom game. Like, I, I've it's found... A typical Rom game. It's a typical Rom game in the sense that he's not involved much. I think Uh-oh. there was a stat that came up. He had four touches. Yeah, in the first like, half an hour. Yeah, he had four touches in the first half an hour. And, the next, three, and the next three players that had the least touches were Spurs players. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it blows my mind. Kepa had eight. Ke- Kepa had double the touches he had, God. and and we were on top on top of the game in control. Mm. And for me, it's you know, like everything that happened in the week prior. Get involved. A few neat touches here and there. One twos. Just get said, yourself into the game. Drop deep a bit. Someone said that they want another apology from the Kaku after that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh. But. It, it, we got channel. We got we got into Lukaku. He, yeah, I got him flying into the first row. Yeah, yeah. He, he ran after it. Doherty chased him. He got shook and are fell on being, the floor. Are we being harsher on Lukaku now because he uh, de- declared his love for him? Are we being harsh? Dan, he's a hundred million pound player. Like, this yeah, is man. this is literally like what blows my mind. People are looking for excuses that they weren't given Torres, Mm-mm. but yet now to Lukaku because we've been burnt once. They're going to give him more excuses. People gave Torres plenty. I fought that battle. I was there front line. They gave Torres mad excuses. <laughs> uh, Jerry, 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 let's go on to your view of um, our twin strikers. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that works? Do you want to see more of twin strikers for us? Um, I think uh, uh, there were some nice moments to link up uh, between Kai and Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, one chance in particular, I think it was the Fazietch shot that went, he like, curled just over the bar, yeah. um, where it was give and go. Kai gave it to Mount, um, went, ran around, got it back, played it across. So I think there's always that opportunity. And uh, what I'm kind of realizing with Kai is if Kai, that, you know, the whole like Firmino thing where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, yeah, Liverpool fans are like, yeah, Firmino's our attack. Um, he kind of does all the stuff. So mm-hmm. Salah and Nani can cook. Mm-hmm. I think if if um, Kai was playing with two like two of the guys who like mm-hmm. um, took the game by the scruff of the neck, I think what you get with Kai is the ball would never break down with him, or it rarely break down with him. Um, so when against Spurs, we were moving the ball around a lot quicker. Um, Spurs were trying to press us, but by the time the ball had got to someone, they'd popped it off to someone else. Yeah. So when you're playing like that, and maybe you're playing like a guy like Werner or someone who's a bit slow in possession, it does interrupt the, the rhythm and the flow of the attack. Mm-hmm. So I think in, in, in those, in, in that sense, um, it, it, it's quite beneficial. And you know, what, what, I'm, what I'm so curious about um, is with Lukaku, obviously four touches in half an hour. If I was playing football and I had four touches in half an hour, mm-hmm. 
um, I, I would go searching for the wall because that's that's so boring. It's, it was also very cold, I believe, um, that yeah. night. Um, so I don't. I'm trying to say, trying to say is that it, is it instruction where he's been told to stay within the width of the post to be that focal point? Um, is it the fact that he's not showing for it or the fact people are not passing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. You have to ask Tuchel that one. But I think it worked well enough with Kai, but I'm not sure it did with Tuchel. If you look at Kai's goal, I think it, in addition to the movement in the around the box and the link up with Mount uh, mm-hmm. and, and Ziyech, when he sees the space, he just goes. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, thankfully, Alonso, which I've been crying out for, mm-hmm. he sees the pass and he plays the Play pass. The pass. Yeah, that's it's so simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Yeah, it's say the way you're facing. If you see the if you see the pass and you play it he and don't it. and don't dawdle on it, the space won't close up. He played it. Um, that boy played that pass. Well, Alonso had a good game yesterday, <laughs> by the way. Yes, he, uh, he, he was not... winning the ball. So okay, okay, cool. All right. So the Kaku, by the way, because it's easy. I don't football moves so fast. Remember before that story came out, he scored two. Did it, was it two goals in two games? Yeah, but even then, he wasn't really involved. That much. You don't um, want to give. I think, him I, think, I think he did grow into it. So this you don't game, give him, you don't want to give him anything. Go no, on. No, no. This this Spurs game, he did like he did start to grow into the game and have a bit he more. He did grow into the game. He did grow into the game. Along. All right. Um, okay, we have to talk about uh, Saul and especially Alexis. We'll call him Saul on this podcast. Um, how do you think, <laughs> Alexis? How do you hey, think that is hilarious? You know? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you? So is it? Is, is it tempting? Do you feel like maybe we should keep Saul? No, don't don't start no, this. No, no, because listen, no, the first game that was the Southampton League Cup, I was like, okay, that's a good game. But then there was another game where I think he came on and did well. And like, is it to the point now it's like, actually, he just needed time to adapt and now he's adapted. Man, we've got about 10 centimetres. <laughs> listen, Jerry, I'm asking Alexis, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> Alexis, Alexis, don't do this to yourself, man. Talking about someone, Alexis, let me cook. All right, (laughs) talking about someone. someone, He's won the most tackles, so like he's he's got that uh, aggression, right? But also, he's been nice in possession, and then also, like like you know when anyone's talking about Kovacic when he gets the final third and doesn't know what to do. He's someone in the final third. Actually, he kind of knows what to do. He's someone that seems like a really all-round player and he played really great. We can't take it away from him, all right? So what do we do? Because 30 million actually doesn't seem, in this market, when they were to about 100 million for Rice, 30 million, we can buy him for 30 million, right? Uh, what do you say to that, Alexis? Um, personally, I wouldn't do it because one of his wages, 250. But even the, so, I've, the sample size that we've seen of him is very small. Mm-hmm. And... The bad games were really bad. Yesterday's game was very good. Uh, I liked how everything was hurried with him. Like, it was a lot more intense. Yeah. So, the ball comes, one touch pass or two touch. He didn't dwindle on the ball. He was getting stuck in out of challenges where he was doing his best impression of Jorginho and pointing at yeah. people. Um, for me, he had a very good performance. But I just question whether, one, he would be happy to be fourth choice. Mm. And... We were very happy with Ruben. But I think people forget October time, Ruben was flavor of the I, month. I'm still happy with Ruben. No, I'm but fine. do you understand what I mean? So, like, Ruben was flavor of the month in October. Now, Ruben had one or two. He regressed to the mean or fluctuated the way players do. And everyone dropped their stocks. And now, Saul's becoming flavor of the month. 
everybody download underrated. Listen, Saul, I don't want to bring in Ruben because I'm not saying it's Saul or Ruben. I just want to say at this point, if we sign him for 30 million, now I think it's too short. It's too like it's too small of a sample okay, okay, size. But so if he continues invest. from now to the end of the season and he, he's putting on these performances, when does it become a time where we forget about the uh, because he's come from Spain? When does it become a time to say, okay, let's put the, the early games away and let's actually say, okay, actually this player can bring something because we were balling yesterday. I didn't really, I didn't really expect that. Him and Jorginho double pivot. It, it was, it was, we were balling. It was football. It was heritage. Jerry, what, what have you got to say about it? Um, I will say, listen, I don't forgive easily. I only just got over Rudiger's performances a couple of years ago. This is. So- so okay. for, for me, um, listen, I'm aware that players don't always play at their maximum. So if you show me your minimum and it looks like that, I know eventually you're going to get back to that level. Not necessarily because he's back into a new league. Uh, like, where, was, when are we going to give him that grace? Uh, he was, but also you have to, you know, something you said, um, why do people want to change our midfield? Because that's our strongest part. Don't use my own words against <laughs> me, please. Right. I just, I just don't, I don't see the need to go out and spend thirty million. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not really about him. It's not, it's not really about him per se. It's just the options we have. The reason why I ask is because we had a player on loan from a Madrid club, um, and everybody's just talking the most beautiful things about him now, and he's one of the best midfielders. But there was a time where people were saying actually forty million is way too much for him. Mateo Kovacic, right? So be honest, was anyone in this? podcast right now in that camp because i wasn't i always wanted no 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 no. this is the correct camp jerry can you you can speak for yourself no no i I, I thought 40 mil was a steal i just wanted wanted him to spend every an hour a day shooting shooting. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna check jerry's old tweets just to (laughs) come but what we'll do is now we'll talk about um who else can we talk about from the spurs game can I, my, my lawyers have have contacted me and I need to I need to post a retraction on Harvey Vale because uh, I don't I don't know if you remember Dan the pod that we did. Um, I did. You, said you didn't say anything special about it. You yeah. Said, um, do you know what? Afterwards, I watched that game back. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Okay. You were harsh, man. Harvey, harsh. Harvey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's too late. I'm, I'm gonna delete I'm this anyway because I want the Chelsea Hour faithful to to murder your name right now. <laughs> You think uh, he's overrated, you think he's the worst player. But yeah, he came on nah, again nah. and um, uh, yeah. he's quality. He's a he's a quality young player. Yeah, what I don't want to do is I don't want to, as much as his quality, like I've, this has been me for a while. I just feel like, Let's you know, see with, more. with all the star boy waters and all this type of stuff, you know, like rival fans and Chelsea fans putting too much. I hope we don't rush him into to it because it just, it's not healthy. As much as he might be ready, it's just not healthy, especially for young players right now. So I think he's really good, but I just don't want um, there to be a whole kerfuffle around him. Do you know what I'm saying? We've, we've had talented players like Ruben and even with Mount and how that like um, divisive the fan base has got over him. So I just hope with the Vale thing, he can come in and like people can be excited, but I just don't want it to, especially too early, don't want it to block. A steep the- learning curve isn't always good. And I think people don't yeah. understand. People like throw him in, give him a chance, or you'll never know. Sometimes you ruin players by giving them a chance too early. Or just putting too much on them. Like, I was really kind of happy with Hudson-Odoi to just be in, when under Sari, to just be in and around and involved in it. But where I didn't like it was he just wasn't playing him altogether. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think 
with, with the role that Harvey Bell has now, where you know what, actually, he's going to be in and around maybe five minutes here, there. He's just 18. That's cool. But yeah, I like what I saw with him too. Very quick thinker, very, very good one touch play. Um, and obviously, he's got pace too. Anything else we need to cover? The Vernon miss. Do you blame Werner or um, is it just one of those things? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't really blame him there. I think what he, what he attempted, like, it was fair enough. Um, I think he just it didn't, didn't bang. Like. Yeah. yeah. Alexis. Um, I thought Werner had a good game when he came on. I, I liked how aggressive he was yeah. and I like how positive. He, the game was a bit stretched, so it suited him. So his direct running and loose touch worked in his favour. <laughs> I thought, it was a I thought it was a compliment, but we don't no. do that here. Okay. All right, cool. Before we wrap up, wingbacks is an issue. We're linked to uh, Dest, Serginho Dest. Who else we're linked with? We're linked with um, Digne from um, uh, Everton. Uh, and we're linked with bringing back uh, some, some, I can't remember the name. Dujon uh, Sterling. Dujon Emerson. Sterling. Emerson. Emerson. Okay, cool. Jerry, what would your priority be um, to solve our wingback issue? Mm, I think let's not make let's not make anything permanent unless it's a long as part of a long term plan. Yeah, I get, I get. Um, so basically, if we can get a loan or bring someone back, um, then yeah. But let's not make a let's not rush a permanent signing. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Exactly, because we'll we'll just have to get rid of them in two years. Okay, uh, Alexis, where do you fall on this? What do we do, wingbacks? Um, I, I agree with Jerry. I, I, I listened to the main point, and I think Sebi said something. Very, it was either the main point or Muga the other day, and Sebi said something really interesting. What? Signing players on permanence yeah. when your manager fluctuates is the worst thing to do because our club won't sell them on easily. They won't take a loss on them. So getting someone in like a Dinier now on a permanent Mm. Not knowing whether Tuchel actually wants him or not, or if he's just a body, mm. is not the right decision to make. Emerson's not coming back. Leon's not letting him go. Is Sterling's not being a regular for Blackpool, based on what I've been reading, which yeah. is a little bit alarming, mm. considering he's going to come and play for us. So, Dinier on loan sounds great, considering his attacking prowess and being the third most creative fullback last season. And I think they've signed a replacement already. Yeah, so that deal seems like it could be done. But I wouldn't go and pay him 100K because I think people forget one thing. Alonso's on 150, Ben Chilwell's on 190, and 100K, that's a lot of money allocated to left-backs and Emerson's not sold yet. Mm -hmm. Chelsea is run like a business. So Okay, all right. So so you're not, both of you are saying basically no to Sergino Dest. Mm. I don't like him. From what there's, a, there's a lot of Bozo Gene in there. From what I've Bozo seen. Bozo Gene. And Alexis, why don't you like it? I can't. I'll be honest, yeah. A lot of mine is a gender drift. I can't have another American. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Hey, I shirt sales, it. man. Well, shirt sales. We, we, we might have American listeners. And listen, Alexis Castas isn't part of Chessy. I just have <laughs> really hammered at home. But this is been a good pod. Um, we can end it there. I missed the apprentice for you guys. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't even pay us. This is free. But um, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Alexis. Um, again, if you ever want to come back, just let me know. Jerry, you're almost like the mount of the pod. And yeah, yeah it's because um, obviously we like your analysis. Um, don't forget to use the hashtag and do all the things that we usually told you to do. It's been another episode of Chessie Hour. Thank you for listening. We are out. That's what.
Twitter and ranting Doing the most True say that money is power So when you get money, keep quieting Ghost Ghost I remember when I shot my shot But I didn't have guap So I hit the post But next time it's a golden goal and it Sports Social Podcast Network